Consultations are coming in thick and fast at the moment, but the one that we're going to consider today concerns the subject of smacking. Before he stepped down, Welsh First Minister Carwyn Jones said he wanted to make banning smacking a priority for the Welsh Government this year, and now the Scottish Parliament is consulting on the same thing. In essence, the question being proposed is, should parents be criminalised if they smack their own children? Well, joining me in the studio to discuss the issue is the Institute's Deputy Director for Public Affairs, Simon Calvert. Simon, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. Uh, well, first off, why is the Christian Institute campaigning on this issue of smacking? Because whether you agree with smacking or not, most people don't think you should criminalise parents who do it. It's an invasion into family life. It is criminalising a perfectly ordinary parenting technique, the kind of parenting that most of us experienced some politicians want to make a criminal offence. And we only have to think about our own experience and imagine if our own parents had been criminalised when we were children for gently tapping us on the back of the hand and telling us off, would that have made our childhoods better? No, of course it wouldn't. It would have ruined our family lives for years. And that's the prospect, that's the risk if politicians get their way and they do get to outlaw smacking. Mm. Uh, well, some Christians might be wondering, uh, where is the biblical support for smacking? Uh, if we love our children, why do we want to smack them? Because we care for them, because we want to help them to learn right from wrong, because we want to help them to learn uh, self-control. We want them to be people who understand that they are not a law unto themselves, uh, that there is such a thing as uh, a law, an authority outside themselves. And so, when children are very little, say two or three, um, there are some things that, try as you might, you can't explain to a child in a way that they can fully understand. And those things might be risks, big risks, big dangers that those children could expose themselves to. And so most parents conclude that occasionally, uh, if you've tried explaining and tried other ways of getting a child to uh, not to do a thing that's dangerous for them, um, then the parent will use a smack just to reinforce in the mind of the child that that is something they shouldn't do until the child reaches an age when they understand why. And that's just one of the reasons that the parents might choose to use a light parental smack. Um, in terms of what the Bible teaches, well, of course, the Bible teaches that parents have unique responsibilities towards their children to care for them and to protect them and to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and as I say, to, to help them to learn self-control. And so with that responsibility comes um, the necessary authority. And uh, parents will do all kinds of things for their children that you, know, you wouldn't do for another adult. The anti-smacking campaigners are keen on saying, well, you know, you wouldn't smack an adult, so why should you smack a child? And they think that's very clever. But it's actually very silly because there are all kinds of things that parents would do for the children that they would never do for another adult. They help them with their toileting. They banish them to their rooms. Uh, they take their mobile phones off them when they're older. Well, you wouldn't take an adult's mobile phone off them. Um, you know, but all that is just to say that the relationship between a parent and a child is unique. And it's precious. And politicians need to be very careful legislating to criminalise the kind of ordinary parenting choices that, that people might make. And 
um, if you want to talk about the, the biblical precedents, of course, we can look no further than Hebrews, where it speaks about how the Lord disciplines us because he loves us. And the scripture says that this is sometimes painful for us, um, but it does us good. Um, and so uh, the mum who tries in vain for weeks to um, teach the toddler not to um, reach for electrical cables when they're visiting other people's houses or to try and run away when they're in the supermarket car park, that mum might conclude that um, that using a, a tap on the back of the hand or the back of the legs is the best way to help that toddler to know not to do this. And why in the world should she be criminalised for that? Well, thank you for that, Simon. Uh, also joining me is Penny Lewis, a lecturer at the University of Dundee, a mother of two, and also a spokeswoman for Be Reasonable, the group which is spearheading opposition to the ban in both Wales and Scotland. Penny, thank you for speaking to us on this. Um, you're speaking on behalf of Be Reasonable Scotland. Why is it that you're campaigning so strongly on this issue? Um, part of the reason why I feel very strongly about it is because people have told me not to campaign on it, friends and family and other people. Um, and there is a, a sense, I think, that this is just one of those things about which you shouldn't make a fuss. And it's not part of conventional politics, so people don't see that it's a political issue. But for me, um, the fact that people are sort of nervous about making their feelings felt about this in public is a really good reason to campaign. So I feel so strongly that parents' sense of privacy and authority and their ability to make decisions about how they bring up their children is being undermined at the moment in lots of different ways. And there's a sort of sense that to make an issue of it is somehow means that you're obsessed with chastising your parents. So there's a kind of rumour mill that's generated as a result of this discussion, which means that any criticism of government interfering in parental's roles is reinterpreted, I think, as something a little bit sort of off-centre and bizarre and slightly problematic. So I suppose for those reasons, I, I'm campaigning very strongly on this because I, I think that there's something really crucial at stake for society. When society is not prepared to trust parents, um, then a whole number of other problems are likely to emerge. Now, you're a mum, you've got two children, so you've already been through this whole parenting experience. You've probably tried a lot of uh, different approaches to disciplining your children. Did smacking fall under that umbrella? Uh, how did it fit in? Yes, I did smack my children. Not very often, but I did smack them, and I felt that they had not quite appreciated that they'd crossed a line, uh, and I needed to reinforce that point for them. Um, I think... Um, you know, being a parent is a joyful experience. There's a tendency to portray um, parenting as a very stressful experience. I think it's a joyful experience if you're not constantly looking over your shoulder, worrying about how you're parenting. But I think in, in today's culture, there's a sort of anxiety about parenting. And I think it's very important that parents are given the space to make judgments about things like smacking on their own terms, according to their own experience and through conversation with their family and, and, and friends. Um, so yes, I use smacking, but I also spend a lot of time talking to my children. But I talked about to them about things that I thought were important. 
like the world and culture and, and life, rather than spending a lot of time negotiating with them about their behavior. And um, I think, you know, there's a, a strong sense at the moment that you shouldn't smack your children, you should find some other disciplinary mechanism like the naughty step or rewarding them. Or there's a lot of discussion in the press about this and in the newspapers on a day to day basis. I think that's that's for individuals to negotiate within the family. Um, and historically, we've used smacking. Um, and I certainly found it was a very useful way of drawing a line. If you don't draw a line for children and tell them what's acceptable and unacceptable behaviour, I think you're actually abdicating your responsibility as a parent. You can do through that through smacking, but you can do it through lots of other mechanisms as well. So even though you're sort of beyond this stage of having to physically discipline your own children, had this legislation been around 15, 20 years ago, you would have been the kind of parent this ban is really targeting. Uh, are you worried for the parents who are currently raising young children or couples who are hoping to have kids in the future? Yes, I am very worried for those people. Um, I mean, I hope to be a grandparent at some point in the future. And I think it's very sad that we bring up children in a world where we don't trust parents i don't i don't consider other people's children a private affair i think that we all have some responsibility for the socializing and the bringing up of children not as snoopers and nosy parkers but as people that um have a sense of adult responsibility for the next generation so i'm very much in favor of a, a culture in which we trust each other as adults and I think something like the smacking ban is really predicated on the idea that we shouldn't trust we shouldn't trust each other as adults. And for parents in particular, I think there's a lot of insecurity already about parenting. People are already looking over their shoulders. The newspapers are full of professional advice the whole time about how, what you should and shouldn't do, and that advice quite often is conflicting. And I think that um, there's a sort of there's a danger that um, the next generation of parents find parenting rather than a joyful experience an extremely stressful one and one which they assume they can't do by themselves without professional intervention. I think that's such a shame for the family, but it's also going to um, produce sad parents and probably uh, a quite peculiar um, and um, strange experience for children as well. Well, moving on then, supporters of the ban say this isn't about criminalising parents. What do you make of that? I, I was told by an MSP at a, a party that this law wasn't for me. It wasn't being introduced for people like me. And I, I, I don't accept that idea. I don't accept the idea that there's a law which is general and universal, as all laws should be, uh, which is actually just about targeting people who are abusive in relation to their children, because I, I think the problem with politicians is that they are very keen to come forward with simple solutions to what appears like immediate problems. OK, we don't like smacking or we don't like abuse, therefore we'll have a, a law to um, eradicate smacking or anything that could be construed as constituting abuse. They never think about what's lost through that new legislation. It's very simple to make a law saying we don't like this or we don't like that. But I think what's lost is a sense that um, we share in the job of bringing up children together in a community, generous, 
helpful kind of way. What's lost is the sort of the, the sense that people can be trusted to bring up children by themselves. And as far as other adults are involved, it's because they want to help each other. Um, so I think this law will not just probably put a few individual parents in a really horrific position whereby they find that all aspects of their life are um, undermined as a result of something that's a normal part of parenting. I think there'll be a big loss for society as a whole, the people that aren't prosecuted, uh, which is that parents will be under suspicion under all circumstances, and they will not be able to do one thing, which is a very important part of their role, uh, which is making decisions about disciplining their children. Some people say this ban has the support of the public. Do you think there's much public support for a ban? Like I said at the beginning, I think uh, people are a little bit nervous about admitting that macking is a normal part of parenting. And that's sad, really. Um, so I would say there isn't public support for a ban. I mean, the the surveys seem to suggest that there isn't public support for a ban on smacking. But there's also a sort of um, a situation in which I think there's a broader resentment about the idea of government interfering in family life and a, a stronger sense that we um, need privacy and space at the moment. But people are reluctant to make that point in public and none of the politicians are really putting that position forward because somehow it's seen as being old fashioned or conservative or too much concerned with covering things up rather than putting everything into the, into the light. Um, the reality is that you can't have a good, open, tolerant society without allowing people a little bit of private space through which they can work out what they think and negotiate their relationship as parents as well. I mean, I think one of the things people undermine is this obsession with parenting actually puts quite a lot of pressure on marriage and private relations between men and women as well. And the, um, the situation as it stands is one in which um, people feel very reluctant to say what, what, what they think in public as a, as a consequence of that. Well, Penny, thank you very much for your time. Simon, what do you make of Penny's comments? Well, I think Penny's marvellous. I mean, I've obviously worked with her in this campaign and I think she speaks just such a lot of common sense. And I think people listening to her and listening to her when she does media interviews and so on, I think most of them will just feel a sense of relief that there is somebody with such common sense who's able to speak about these things. And as she says, smacking is an ordinary part of parenting. And yet the politicians and the anti-smacking campaigners are talking about it like it's child abuse and they want to criminalise it. Um, so it's useful, it's great to have her perspective. She's absolutely right about the issue of privacy. This is an issue of privacy. There are some things which ought to be beneath the notice of police and prosecutors and politicians. And a parent's decision over whether or not they gently tap the back of their child's hand to help teach them a lesson is definitely ought to be beneath their notice. And it's very difficult for people to live their lives if their privacy is invaded, if they feel they have somebody looking over their shoulders, monitoring everything that they're doing, if they feel that there is a danger of the state coming in and second-guessing the minutiae of those, those tiny decisions that parents make dozens of times a day. That's very 
damaging to a person's ability to function normally. And that is the kind of territory that we're in here. She's, she's also um, right as well uh, about the issue of the professionalization of parenting. Now, don't get me wrong, parents need advice and I went for advice as a parent. Uh, I read parenting books, I read parenting blogs, but there's a limit to how good an expert's advice can be because a person may be a very good parent for their own children, but that doesn't mean that they'd be a good parent to your children or my children. Um, but yet we have these people who present themselves as if they've got all of the answers, and I think that's very dangerous. Uh, and what's even more dangerous is when these people go to politicians and say, I am so sure that no parent should ever use a gentle tap on the back of Johnny's or Jenny's hand, that I want you to criminalize it. I mean, that's pretty arrogant, but that's the territory that we are now in. Um, just to make a point, I think she picked up on the issue of you know, prosecution, and uh, I've already touched on that. Um, and, and she made the point that this politician said to her, oh, you know, don't worry, this law's not for parents like you. And I think a lot of the politicians who are backing this are doing it on the basis that they think it'll never, no one will ever be prosecuted. So they can pass the law banning smacking, pat themselves on the back, get the plaudits from you know, certain journalists and so on, um, and, and walk away knowing that no one will ever smack again. They, they seem to have this idea that passing a law is a bit like updating the software on your mobile phone, that it just kind of you know, wirelessly upgrades the firmware in all the parents' brains, and they never smack again. Well, the law doesn't work like that. Most, a lot of people don't even know, you know necessarily when the law's changed, or at least not straight away. So there will be some parents who, after this law is passed, if it's passed, there'll be some parents who continue to smack. And, and you can't say, the politicians can't say, they'll never be prosecuted. Because if somebody makes a complaint to a police officer and says, I think my neighbour just tapped her three-year-old on the back of the legs because, you know, I saw her out in the driveway when she did it. The police have to respond to that because what the person has reported is information that discloses a crime. So the police will have to investigate, the mum will have to be questioned, the child may have to be examined, uh, a file may be passed to the prosecution service, and it could all escalate from there. So these politicians who are telling themselves they can pass this law because everyone's just going to obey it from day one and no one's ever going to be prosecuted are kidding themselves. And, and those kinds of people are at very real risk of prosecution. And I don't think we should put them in that position. I don't think we should pass this law in the first place. Penny also seemed quite concerned that uh, there are a lot of people out there who feel the same way that she does, but who aren't perhaps willing to speak out. Is there sort of a stigma about, about talking about smacking now? Yeah, yeah, there is. There's no doubt about it. I remember when uh, my first child uh, was due to be born, when my, my wife was uh, pregnant with our first child, and we went to uh, parent craft classes, where a health visitor came on, we went to the hospital, and she you know, taught us all about how to change nappies and that sort of thing. And halfway through one of her presentations, she said, oh, and here in this particular region of the country, um, our council it, it says it's a no-smacking authority area. And then she just kind of moved on. And I said, well, hang about, what, what are you saying? Are you saying it's against the law? Because it, it's not against the law. And are you saying that 
social workers are going to come knocking on my door if I choose to smack. And at that point, everybody else in the room piped up. Yeah, what are you talking about? They all agreed with me. And, and even the health visitor herself then said, well, well, of course, it's sometimes necessary to, to, to smack a child. But, you know, but I've got to say that because it's in the presentation. But this, this kind of thing has been going on for years and it does cow people. Um, but, you know, what we need is for calm, sensible people just to speak up, to explain what they do and don't mean by smacking um, and, uh, and, and to gently push back. And so, for example, you know, because of the hysterical overstatement of things that you get from anti-smacking campaigners, you have to remind people, look, child abuse is already against the law. So when these campaigners talk about, you know, we need to pass this law to protect children from being abused, no, children are already protected from being abused. The law protects reasonable chastisement. So unreasonable chastisement is already unlawful. And uh, in fact, the guidance in England and Wales from the government says that anything that causes any more than transitory reddening of the skin is unreasonable chastisement. So you can see that what the reasonable chastisement defence protects is the mildest possible kind of you know, tap on the back of the legs or There's tap on the back of the hand. There's already quite a low and threshold is exactly, what you're saying. Yes, that's right. And so, um, and so to be clear, if we remove the reasonable chastisement defence, that very, very mild behaviour is precisely the behaviour that we are deliberately and knowingly criminalising. Well, that's all we have time for. Thank you, Simon. And thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.